Oh, one thing that we really want is for other people to get out and walk in Ireland. I don't think we've met a single person who's actually known about these trails. I mean, we make videos and, and write blog posts and stuff in order to get more people out. Yeah, it's partially to kind of to share with people the amazing um, resources and walking that there is here in the country. It definitely drives us on a little bit. Thank you for joining us. My name is Kevin. It's great to have you back for the 15th episode of the Hard as Nails podcast, brought to you as always by Islands Adventure Magazine, Outsider.ie, with the support of Great Outdoors Dublin. For the last 42 years, Great Outdoors has equipped some of the country's greatest adventurers for extreme running, cycling, and even hiking challenges. And they're there to help you too. No matter how big or small your adventure might be, you can count on the warm and friendly staff at Great Outdoors to always offer you the best advice for the kit and equipment you will need for your specific journey. After listening to this episode, go check out www.greatoutdoors.ie. Now, for the first time on the Hard as Nails podcast, we will be speaking with two adventurers in the same episode. The reason being is that this Irish couple have taken on the daunting yet exciting challenge of tackling the National Waymarked Trails. This is no walk in the park. These trails are a network of medium and long-distance walking routes around Ireland, which in total cover over a whopping 3,750 kilometers. Our guests are Carl Lang and Ellie Berry. Thank you to both of you for taking some time uh, to share your experiences thus far with our listeners. Well, thanks so much for having fun. Great. Well, Ellie, let me start off with you. Simple and straightforward question. How did you and Carl meet, first of all? We did actually meet um, in the outdoors. We met um, rock climbing about uh, almost five years ago. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just kind of been different uh, outdoor adventures since then, really. We met, we met here in, in Dublin, um, climbing, and then to France climbing together for a bit, and uh, realised how much fun having a, a partner to, to tackle the outdoors with was. Yeah, absolutely. Cole, is that pretty much how it went down? And what is it about Ellie that makes her a great partner? Way to put me on the spot there. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, well, that's definitely how it went down. We, we were both climbers. Um, and yeah, Ellie says we went to France. We actually camped out in uh, Fontainebleau, the climbing forest in France, mm -hmm. um, for nearly four months, um, just in a tent for all that time. Wow. That's a long time to kind of get to know somebody in very close proximity. Mm. Something ineffable about uh, having someone to adventure with, I suppose. And um, yeah, we just kind of get along, I suppose. That's really the trick. Yeah, perfect you know? perfect match. Now, Carl, as much as you, obviously, both of you enjoy rock climbing, you have a background in software development. One would imagine that you'd not get out of the office much and into the outdoors having that type of job. That's exactly right. This is actually the third time I've quit my job to go out and do something crazy in the outdoors. Mm -hmm. It's difficult to sit in the office when you can uh, see out a window, you know? Yeah, but uh, the good thing about that job, though, is that you can do some of it you know, on the go, which has been helpful for when we run out of money, which does kind of happen sometimes. Yeah, I can only imagine. Now, Ellie, I mean, you you have a bit more of a connection with nature based on what you do as a professional photographer. Your work focuses mostly on, on walking and, and being in the landscape. What interests you about this form of photography? Well, I, yeah, I studied photography in college and um, there's such a uh, history um, of 
Ireland and the landscape and, and people's connection to it. Mm. So it seems like um, an obvious route to kind of explore further people's kind of identity with the landscape here and, uh, and how, how much we're connected and shaped by it. Mm, amazing. Well, the two of you, you've now taken on this huge goal of tackling the National Waymark trails. Ellie, where did the idea come from and were you both aware of these trails before taking on this project? To be honest, there's two stories that we kind of tell, and they're, they're both completely true. Um, when we were kind of traveling around Europe, we'd meet people, and they'd uh, find out that we're Irish, and they'd tell us how amazing Ireland was, and all the all the amazing places that they had explored here. And we were kind of be awkwardly scratching our heads because we, we wouldn't have been to most of those places ourselves. <laughs> so we kind of realized there was a lot more here that we ourselves needed to explore. And um, and then Carl happened across. A long list of yeah. things, and uh, it's kind of like, oh, there's a list of things. Once I see a list of things, and I think, oh, that's actually vaguely possible, mm-hmm. uh, you just kind of have to go for it. As far as we know, nobody, uh, nobody has ever walked all of these trails oh, before, wow. and I really hope that nobody listening has also has walked all of these trails, mm-hmm. because we're so close <laughs> to the end, I don't want to find out that uh, someone else has already done it all. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so nobody else has ever walked these trails, and basically... I saw the list, I thought, okay, that's about 4,000 kilometers, that's completely doable. Mm. And um, basically we just set off yeah. a couple of years later. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of made plans to do this before, like, yeah, when we were in France, actually, mm. much, much, like uh, four years before we started walking. Um, but we, I guess, forgot about it a little bit. Mm. And just kind of, we were bored one day, a year and a half ago, and decided to get going. Wow. Well, Cole, I know a little bit about the Waymark Trails, but for some of our listeners who who might not, could you just give them a bit more details as to how many trails there are in total? When exactly did you and Ellie start this project and how many trails have you both completed thus far? Yeah, so the uh, National Waymark Trails is this big network of trails in Ireland, of walking trails. Um, There's 44 of them, but two are currently closed. So Mm -hmm. there's 42 functional trails and um, it totals to about 4,000 kilometers of walking wow. and we currently have done 30, 35 trails I forget the number mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> we've actually I've lost count a little bit we've done 35 of those trails mm. which is about 3,000 kilometers 3,100 kilometers something like that wow. that we've done yeah it's a, it's a fantastic list of trails they, they started putting them together in the 1970s and wow. um, and they started with the Wicklow Way, which a lot of people will know, and uh, it kind of grew from there to the huge network of 40-plus trails. And Ellie, are the trails marked well when you get to them? I mean, is there a clear path to go on, or, or do you sometimes have to stumble your way through to get to the end of that particular trail? Uh, it, it varies, like, it varies so widely. Some, like, a couple of them are, are canal um, banks that you walk for a, few hundred, a couple hundred kilometres, so sometimes it's as clear as, as walking along an old towpath. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you end up kind of on the side of a mountain and you see a bit of a stick about a kilometre away painted yellow. So you know that that's the rough direction you're heading. Mm-hmm. But um, otherwise, you just kind of have to go for it. So it's anything and everything in between, really. Um, typically, typically there's something mm-hmm. to follow. 
Wow. Um, and the wing mounting isn't too bad, but yeah. Man, it sounds like such an adventure. And from what I understand, Cole, you and Ellie, you are, you know, you're just a regular couple. By no means are you these hardcore endurance athletes. With that said, though, what motivated the two of you to start this adventure, which is not an easy undertaking by any stretch of the imagination? I mean, that's completely it. We've actually been discussing how not hardcore we are in comparison <laughs> to the other people we've had on the podcast. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's it's just kind of a, um, yeah, I guess it's a completionist thing. Oh, one thing that we really want is for other people to get out and walk in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we've met a single person who's actually known about these trails other than the Wicklow or the Kerry ways, um, which are really popular. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we make videos and, and write blog posts and stuff in order to get more people out. And that's kind of been our our whole overarching goal is that, you know, we barely knew about this before we started and people should know the trails deserve to be walked. It's so good. Now, Ellie, I mean, there are obviously some logistical challenges that come into play when doing all of these uh, uh, trails. In what order do you decide to do each one? I mean, and even how far ahead do you plan on doing them? So, um, <laughs> so I, I would admit in the beginning, um, Carl wasn't a big planner and I was I was trying to um, kind of formulate a plan. Uh-huh. But um, there's, there's, with, with most of them, there isn't a huge amount of knowledge out there about each trail. And sometimes um, you, you arrive to the start of one all, like, all ready to set off um, along the Clare Coast and um, a storm rolls in mm-hmm. and you look at the weather and it's just not going to clear for the next week or two um, so then you go and you check what the east coast is like and you realise oh it's kind of dry over there so you kind of you scrap that plan and you go over and you start off um, on a different trail so we, we like to kind of have we kind of know the, the list of trails that we have to do mm-hmm. we know the rough details about them all that we can kind of let circumstances and chance dictate which ones we do. If we come across somebody and they happen to uh, offer us a lift <laughs> to, to a different uh, trail or they happen to have special knowledge about something, we don't want to, to let that pass us by. So we like to try and keep things as, as open as possible. Yeah, yeah one thing that doesn't support the planning on us actually is that we don't have a car. Oh. Um, we neither of us drive. So we're, we're pretty much stuck with public transport or with people offering us lifts. So if we get to the end of a trail intending to do one uh, the, a different trail next and someone drives past and says they'll drop us off at the start to another trail, we'll just go with that. You know, it's kind of a leave it to fate kind of a situation. Yeah, wow, that's incredible. And speaking about going from one trail to the next, do you do them quite successively, you know, three, four, five at a time? Or what's the limit? Yeah, that's exactly it. Or at least it was exactly it. Um, especially, so in the first year of our walking, and this is our second year now. Yeah. In the first year, we kind of, we did it very successively. We basically didn't stop um, between two trails. And that's partially because we just simply didn't have the money to um, to hang around too much. And partially because we were very motivated to go and do them all back to back and rush through it. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of mellowed out a little bit um, <laughs> and started doing them a little bit less, mm. less slowly. And... Um, Ellie actually broke her foot, oh, wow. which caused it to come to a, a fairly screeching halt for, mm. for a while. And um, then when we came back, we decided, okay, look, there's no point in, in injuring ourselves over mm. this. You know, we'll still be, you know, we'll still have walked all these trails. We'll yeah. still have seen the whole country. It doesn't, you know, nobody is grading us on how fast we're doing it. Mm. Broken foot. Ellie, tell us a little bit more about that. How did that happen? What, what, number, trail, what number trail was that on? That was, that was 
number 19. That was on the Dingo Way. And I wish I had some sort of um, epic <laughs> battle that happened on a cliff or something. But um, we, we had reached this beautiful beach section. And it was going to be a full day of walking on the beach. Wow. So I took off my shoes and was walking in the lovely soft sand. And when you've been walking in hiking boots mm-hmm. constantly, um, your feet aren't, aren't used to walking barefoot in soft sand. And so I went, a little, I went about 20 kilometers in my bare feet and um, the tendons um, gave up Oof. and I, I um, got stress fractures and tendonitis and uh, lots of lots of lovely ailments in my right foot. Um, but of course, um, we didn't really want to admit defeat. Mm-hmm. So we were kind of 10 kilometers from the end of that trail. Okay. So we... Uh, we hobbled to the end of that one. And, uh, and I carried both bags. Good track of that <laughs> yeah, these adventures, <laughs> you never know what might be in store just around the corner. Cole, speaking about some of the other logistical uh, questions our listeners might be interested to know is, where do you stay while you are on each trail and how heavy or light do you pack in terms of the equipment and food you will need? A lot of the time we wild camp or well, we just camp in general. Either we ask somebody or we find a ditch somewhere and mm-hmm. um, especially in the first year we did a lot more of that it's you know we follow leave no trace principles as, as like we would we follow leave no trace principles before we knew what leave no trace was and mm-hmm. um, so a big part of what we do is we camp and um, so we have a tent we have sleeping bags sleeping mats etc all that stuff but it only adds up to about like 22 23 kilograms between us okay um, and that includes we have a lot of filmmaking gear with us so we have a two cameras and a drone and that kind of thing as well and mm-hmm. um, so i think one of our favorite pastimes is throwing stuff out of our bags and <laughs> um, so as soon as we get to the end of a trail if we haven't used something or if it's just turned out to not be worthwhile mm-hmm. we'll leave it somewhere and oh, wow. um, because you know weight in your bag is the number one thing that the the less of it you have the happier you are mm-hmm. it's a it's a guaranteed uh, equation that one so, so typically we would camp we would stay in B&Bs that type of thing mm. uh, or people offer us places to stay which has been fantastic wow. uh, I think about a dozen people have offered us a, a room for the night or we stayed with uh, one couple for an entire trail <laughs> which is just really really great and one of the best things that's come out of this entire project really wow amazing now, now just to make it clear you're not walking in Northern Ireland any specific reason for this Ellie? Not really. Uh, we saw we saw the list of national Waymark trails to here, and we set about tackling those first. Um, there is the Ulster Way in the north, which is about a thousand kilometres long. Uh, depending on, on when exactly we finish these ones, I think we might have to scoot over there and um, and walk that one just to have the whole island. Yeah, definitely. Now, since starting the project, the two of you have uh, become great outdoors ambassadors. How did this come about, Cole? And what has it been like having Great Outdoors Dublin on board to support what you and Ellie are doing? It's been really fantastic, actually. We've um, essentially, Ellie's bag uh, broke. Mm -hmm. Uh, You'll notice it's Ellie always being the problem in this situation. Hey. <laughs> um, so basically what happened is Ellie's bag broke and we um, we just had to get a new bag mm. and Ellie walked up to Great Outdoors and Kyle there mm. just offered <laughs> Great Outdoors ambassadorship. Yeah, he, he just really liked our project. Um, <laughs> really liked the idea of encouraging people to be, to get out and the outdoors here yeah. and um, kind of promoting Irish uh, adventure. 
So, um, yeah, we thought it was an amazing opportunity. Absolutely. And, Carl, there's obviously going to be these uh, financial restrictions at times. How do you overcome that? Well, initially, um, we did it entirely on our own savings, and uh, those ran out. So we turned to crowdfunding. We crowdfund Tough Souls uh, using Patreon, um, which is just a crowdfunding website. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, there's 31 people on there now who, who fund us. And I just want to say a really big thank you to those people because we would not be able to do it without them. The, the first maybe 1,500 kilometers we managed by ourselves. And after that, it's been those people. So, yeah, just a big thank you to those guys. Yeah, absolutely nothing wrong with asking, just for a little bit of support now and then. Now, Carl, on the trails you and Ellie have completed thus far, which would you say have been the most challenging uh, ones for you and for what reason? Oh, challenging, that's a good question. Um, it's kind of difficult to, to quantify these trails. Mm-hmm. The most Okay, so one of the most challenging ones was the Mid-Clare Way, um, and that's because it was entirely on road. Mm. Uh, the vast majority of these trails are, you know, at least 50% off-road. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're walking through forest tracks or you're walking along riverbanks or whatever. Um, but this particular trail was just pure road and it was the hottest week of the year mm-hmm. and it would just was a... It went poorly for us. Another very challenging trail for us was the Kerry Way, mm-hmm. uh, which is actually just the one we, we've only finished that just recently. Okay. Um, it's, it's a it's a nine-day trail. There's nine days of walking in it, and then you're meant to take at least a rest day or two. Mm-hmm. But, you know, because we thought we were hardcore, <laughs> we uh, we did it in eight days with no rest days. Mm-hmm. And so on that last day, we were just wrecked. I, I honestly, I like curled up on the ground for a little bit and had a cry <laughs> and kind of tried to make my legs feel better mm-hmm. um, just to finish the trail out. But then, of course, we, we actually did make it to the end. We had a pint. Everything was great. So yeah. <laughs> it's just walking with full of uh, small ups and downs like that. Yeah. Ellie, I'm sure you feel the same way. But but on the opposite end, which have been some of the more memorable trails so far? You being the photographer and being able to see things from always a different angle and perspective. I guess one of the most unexpected, tra- like, unexpectedly good ones was the Miners Way in Roscommon. Like, I know where Roscommon is, roughly, but I never really um, associated it with uh, amazing outdoors or beautiful landscapes. But um, that one is actually a really beautiful uh, surprise. There's, there's no kind of real high, high peaks or anything, but, um, but you get high enough to get amazing views out over lakes and forests. And um, kind of there's like, a, you go through old mines. Um, the whole that whole thing was pretty amazing. Well, Carl, now when we were chatting over email to set up this interview, you said something to me which stood out. You said this is a pair project, and it made me think what it must be like for you to do such a long and at times difficult challenge with a partner. I mean, most of the guests we've had on the podcast undertake challenges as solo efforts. I'm interested to know what sort of dynamic exists when you have to not only look after yourself, but also keep another person's well-being in mind, especially when that person is someone who you care about deeply. That's a, that's a great question, actually, yeah. Um, it's, it's surprisingly, or it has been surprisingly easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely expected it to be a harder thing, um, having two people constantly. Um, and I expected, before we started, I expected to want to be on my own more often. Mm-hmm. But it, it's actually worked really, really well. I think the trick has been that neither of us have had bad days at the same time. You know, if, if both of us had a bad day at the same time, it would be 
a difficult trail to yeah. say the least. But because we, we managed to just by some grace of I don't know exactly, but uh we're we're lucky enough that we, we aren't in a bad mood at the same time, mm. more often than not. Hmm. Uh, another thing that's actually really great about walking is that when the terrain changes, your mood changes. If you've been walking on road for half an hour, you know, you might feel kind of mentally a bit further down than you normally would. But then you turn a corner and it goes along a beautiful riverbank and there's fish jumping and butterflies mm. and everything. And, you know, you just automatically feel better. You're kind of, your mood is determined a little bit by what you're walking on. And mm. um, so that's really helped as well, I think, with this, with doing it as a pair. Mm. The other thing that helps is that Ellie does all the work and I just kind of walk. <laughs> uh, so I have a great time, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ellie, what makes Cole having alongside you every step of the way on East Trail a necessity? <laughs> I mean, because as you know, as a couple, there are bound to be the odd disagreement now and then. Yeah, of course. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I feel like if I was there by myself, I feel like I might be more inclined to kind of just Stop. There isn't that external that, that external motivation beside you being like, okay, come on, we can we can make it to that bridge. And when we reach the bridge, I say, okay, we can make it to the next dial. Or um, yeah, I think having somebody else there. And also, mm. we've just had one or two slightly uncomfortable experiences where you just you hear dogs, or you hear whatever, and mm-hmm. it's it's nice not being there on your own. I think mm. from both of your perspectives now, what has been the more difficult part of this project from both a physical and mental point of view has it been relatively easy mentally i mean because this project has no time limits on it and there's no record to try and break when we set into it we thought we planned on doing it much faster Mm -hmm. so i think what's been mentally challenging is doing it for i guess a year and a half now and and not being finished um Sometimes, some days you, you kind of feel like this is never going to end. A blessing is sometimes that's a curse. Um, sometimes you just kind of, you want to be able to say, okay, I'm done. Um, and then some days you never want it to end. Definitely a bit of a, a battle sometimes. Something we found unexpectedly difficult is um, the social media, the video, you know, the filming, writing the blogs, all of that stuff. Well, it, it turns out that the walking is actually only about half the battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we really expected it to be 90% of the battle. Mm-hmm. Um, but because we're trying to get people out and everything, we're trying to raise awareness of these trails, um, that is much harder than we initially mm-hmm. kind of expected it to be, mm-hmm. um, which was, which it still is a surprise to me, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like we've gotten, I feel like the walking has gotten easier almost for us, but the, uh, all the other stuff has stayed the same difficulty a little bit. Very interesting answers you, you both gave there. And looking from a physical point of view now, I mean, have you both done any sort of training before taking on this project? And I mean, from what I've read, and as you mentioned earlier, uh, Ellie, you had your broken ankle and that that had a factor in in, in this whole uh, uh, project. If we, if we plan out a big project too far in advance, you have too much time to, to worry about and change your mind. Mm-hmm. So we kind of approached it like, okay, well, we're just going to go and do this. So we're going to move out of our apartment by this date. And we just kind of went for it. And as long as you're not expecting to be able to do 30 kilometers a day from the start, mm. you're like, as long as you kind of build up gradually, you're fine. Um, I think on, on our first couple of days, we, we, we would be dying at the end of the day, having walked the 25 kilometers with our bags and with everything and trying to do everything. Whereas, I don't know, I guess in the, 
the height of our uh, uh, walking. We could do a 50 kilometer day and film and everything, and we were okay. Like, mm-hmm. still wrecked, but we were okay. Yeah. But training, I mean, I don't think we've ever done a single uh, thing I could call training for this. And it's, I, I mean, on the one hand, it's just walking, you know, it's, it's not a, these, these trails are meant to be relatively accessible to virtually everybody, you know, mm-hmm. um, or at least many of them are. And um, there's a couple that are very hard or more difficult than others, but, mm. um, or less maintained than others. That's the whole thing that kind of drew me to this in the first place, is I saw this list of things that any regular human being could do, mm. um, could do one of, and then I thought, okay, let's do them all. <laughs> Cole, uh, maybe I should have asked this question a bit earlier, but on any of the trails you've done so far, was there ever a point where you got lost? And if you did, whose fault was it? Ah, <laughs> uh, fault, yeah. Um, to be honest, I think we've gotten lost maybe three times okay. ever. Um, it's, uh, the great thing about these trails is there's free maps available mm-hmm. um, from irishtrails.e, which is where all of the information about these trails lives. Um, and because of those free maps, we just have to find a library or a printer somewhere in some town, and then we're pretty much sorted for the entire trail. And mm. um, there's, yeah, you know, we've lost maybe one, two hours total of, from being lost over the entire kind of project, I think. And um, the, the way markers that we follow, there's a little yellow man that we call Elvis, and mm-hmm. he marks the way. Um, and I feel like in the, in the beginning, we expect him to be a lot more... Um, kind of straightforward and very direct yeah. whereas after a while we kind of learned how to uh to to figure out if Elvis was pointing uphill or slightly left uphill or, uh, <laughs> it's usually uphill that he points anyway you've have this wonderful website i have to mention it uh, i've been on there a number of times in the build-up uh, to our our conversation we're having now www.toughsouls.ie that's souls as in the soles of your feet uh, uh, just to make that clear for our listeners and on there you've been keeping a detailed log as you touched on a bit earlier of your travels through video, photography, and even a blog. What's the main purpose of this, Ellie, the need to document this project? Well, yeah, it's partially to kind of to share with people the amazing um, resources and walking that there is here in the country. Before this, actually, we'd never shot or edited a video. Um, we didn't quite realize what we were getting ourselves into. Mm. But we just thought it would be a nice way to document the project. I feel like there were other reasons that we started filming in the first place, but at this point... Um, I can't quite remember. It definitely drives us on a little bit. Um, yeah. The the idea of there, I mean, there are people who read our blog or watch our videos, mm-hmm. and sometimes if we're not walking, we feel like we're letting those people down a little bit. Yeah. Um. That's that's definitely. It, it's nice to have it as a driver, mm-hmm. um, as well as just you know having people out there who will read our blog and say, "Hey, I live next to the Sea Bloomway. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to stay at my house while you're doing that trail?" And that's been, yeah, that's been extremely valuable uh, for that alone. A lot of Irish people, for instance, will go and do the Camino Mm -hmm. in Spain. Yeah. And um, we did that as well. We did that before we started walking here. I think a lot of Irish people don't know that there is so much fantastic walking on their doorstep. Mm. They don't have to go abroad. And yeah, a big part of it was trying to show those people that it's all here. And speaking about keeping everything documented with, with film and uh, blogs and photography, do you find it difficult at times to, while you're on the trail, to think, oh, we need to stop now, we need to take a picture of this, we need to film this, or is it does it does it just come naturally? Uh, a bit of both. 
um, sometimes we've been walking for half a day and we'll realize, oh, we haven't even turned on the camera, never mind, uh, film something. Mm. Um, but I think at this point, it kind of comes pretty naturally. Mm. Um, you don't, Of course, you don't spend your whole day stopping and starting and kind of focusing on, on, cap- on videoing it as opposed to experiencing it. Mm. So it is, it is a pretty tricky balance to kind of, to get the right amount of, um, I don't know, experience mm. versus just taking pictures of it and um, not being there. Something that's really handy about it is that it's kind of a built-in break. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But if we're tired, you can just pretend that we're filming. <laughs> uh, kind of take it slowly. Yeah. And now, Carl, what's been some of the greatest lessons that you and Ellie have learned along the way? The thing is, I'd like to say that I'm a totally changed person mm-hmm. now to the way I was before, but I'm not sure that that's the case. I mean, I feel like I've always known that the walks have kind of um, exacerbated maybe is the idea that perseverance is key and that all you ever need to do is keep going. I think I, I knew that before the trails, but I mean, it's it's a perfect match for mm. walking long distances. Um, but all you need to know is that you can keep going, just keep walking to the next town or to the next campsite or to the end of the trail and there'll be coffee there. And that's actually a lesson. There we go. Mm. The lesson is coffee is like the number one thing that you need for walking trail. <laughs> <laughs> Ellie, do you feel the same way? What's what's the greatest lessons you've taken away thus far? So yeah, coffee is, coffee is definitely up there. But um, whatever is kind of getting me down or annoying or frustrating or whatever is really like demotivating um, or kind of Whatever is making me upset, you can kind of, you can stop, you can breathe, you look around you, you see that you're in nature and you kind of learning to let it all go. Mm-hmm. Um, like, of course, if your feet are blistered or if you're in pain or whatever, mm-hmm. it's hard. But, um, but being able to kind of stop, kind of take stock of your surroundings, mm-hmm. realize that nothing is undoable and nothing is kind of there to there to hurt you on, in, on purpose and yeah. um, that you're there to enjoy nature and, and just kind of be in the moment mm. i think is been really valuable yeah be in the moment absolutely now finally Ellie and Cole, once you have accomplished this uh, grueling challenge of walking and, and hiking all the national waymark trails what's the next adventure out there well yeah i mean the first thing we're planning on doing next is the trails in northern ireland Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just to get the island, you know, picked off. Mm-hmm. And uh, after that, we really don't know. There's there's lots of things that we've had ideas about as we've been doing this. You know, uh, every time we walk along a river, we think, hmm, kayaking sounds great. Mm-hmm. But um, we haven't really planned anything out. This is, I mean, this is part of how we do things. You know, if you if you plan it out too far in advance, you give yourself too much time to come up with excuses. Yeah. So um, I think we'll we'll finish and then we'll see what strikes our fancy the next day. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much the, the way we're going to do it. Great. Personally, I think so does Scotland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Scotland's, Scotland's pretty high on the list. Yeah. And it's got some pretty amazing wow. um, yeah. everything over there. Yeah, Germany also has some really good trails. Having a clue, we might we might drive around the country. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> get your driver's licenses and drive around. Yeah, we might have to get that first. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Carl, I don't want to put you on the spot, though, but um, I don't know, is perhaps a proposal of some kind on its way? Is that a great challenge that might be coming up soon or not? Oh, I, um, I, I broke up there for a minute. I didn't hear what you were saying. <laughs> well played. Very well played there. 
Well, both of you, I mean, this pet project, it's its incredibly fascinating. And I, I, I love how it's uh, become more than just about the walking each trail with the amazing people you meet and, and the beautiful landscape of Ireland you've experienced and, and are sharing with the world via your website and also on your various social media accounts. Thank you both so much for joining us on the Hard as Nails podcast. And we wish you all the best for the remaining trails ahead. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.